all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another regular season edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter, at the Who Dat Dis. And this is going to be a happy recap here at the Who Dat Discussion, as the Saints defeated the Los Angeles Chargers 30-27 in a thriller A very sloppy game, as Alvin Kamara called it, a dirty game, but the Saints come out on top, and again, this reminded me of a lot of those 2018 wins early in the season, 2019 wins earlier in the season, where the Saints probably didn't deserve to win, but they grinded it out, and they did win. And we're going to go through the good, the bad, I mean, the great, the ugly, we're going to go through all of it, and honestly, I'm just happy that the Saints were able to come out on top. You improve to 3-2, and I mean, the Saints right now are also division leaders, which is great to say. And look, this team has a lot of troubles and definitely a lot of places where they can improve, but you're happy to win a football game. And again, really right now for the Saints, from hell or high water, they're able to get this one done in a game where Saints fans' blood pressure was through the roof. So we're going to get into our notes, then onto our intriguing matchups, and then finish off with our group-by-group Recap here. So starting off with the notes, obviously the Saints win in a thriller. They come back from 20-3 to down to win. And in that first half, I just felt like nothing went right for the Saints. Nothing really went right on offense. Nothing really went right in the secondary, I'm going to say. Because I think the defensive line did a good job of getting pressure. But the secondary just, just a few plays. They were just huge plays. And they were obviously huge throws downfield from Herbert, who obviously has a great arm. I think he played a great game in this one. But overall, I mean, this secondary has to do better, and it's your best players. It's you know, for the most part, it's not the guys that you expect to really you know have huge coverage laps. It's more the guys like Lattimore and Marcus Williams, and I mean, again, that's something that is really difficult here for the Saints. And these guys are just going to have to get better. They're going to have to focus in during the week better. They're going to have to mitigate these just again just questionable mistakes. Like it's focus mistakes. It's it's mistakes that shouldn't happen especially with these guys and their high-level skill and, you know, their great ability to play. We all know it's there. We just, I mean, got to see it. And that's something that really is disappointing here. The offense couldn't do anything. Breeze played a dismal in that first half up until that final drive. And I think that drive was really huge to just get the team going, and it really got it in sync. And I think in the second half, they played really good in this one. But again, when you only have three points with pretty good field position overall throughout the whole first half... Only three points, I mean, until that final drive. That was something that, again, was really questionable in this one. was really shaky. It was disappointing, to say the least here. Drew Brees didn't look good. But also, I'm going to put that first half, a lot of the play calling wasn't good. I mean, I'm going to say it right here. Sean Payton, in like third downs, he put the ball in players that, again, don't see the ball a lot, trying to be cute. I mean, there was a few plays to Taysom Hill on third down. There was one to Michael Burton, the fullback. And when you have Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders, and on third downs, you're giving the ball to Burton and guys like Taysom Hill, to me, it's just not understandable here. And that was really what I thought here in this first half. Second half, you just saw things start to click. 
on really both sides of the ball. The Saints were able to come back. And then, you know, those last two minutes was kind of just a characteristic crazy Saints game that we've seen a few of them over the past couple of years. But overall, again, this was definitely a gutted out victory for the team. And as we look into the team stats, look into the first downs, look into the penalties, all that stuff, you could definitely see that. So, I mean, total yards, the Saints did win this battle 408 here to 350. So that's a good job for them to win that yards battle. I, I feel like in the second half, obviously, a lot of those yards were accumulated in this one because, again, the Saints really, to me, did a good job in the second half moving the ball methodically downfield. And people wanted to talk about, oh, Drew Brees not getting the ball downfield. I thought in the second half he did a really good job. Because what they were doing in the first half, the Chargers were playing a ton of zone coverage, and it was working against the Saints, and they were able to get an interception and all that stuff. But then the second half, Breeze was like, okay, I'm just going to take what you guys give me. I'm going to start just checking down to Sanders. I'm just going to check it down to Alvin Kamara, and it was working. And then they moved to, to man coverage, excuse me, there. And then you saw the deep plays. You saw to Cook. You saw to Sanders. Um, you saw the big play to Alvin Kamara as well. I mean, you saw that pick up once they started to play man. And that's something that I thought was very, very good for the Saints to definitely kind of shift from, okay, let's just check down a little bit. Let's get in a rhythm. Let's just take what the defense gives us. And then later, once the defense shifted then to covering the short routes and man coverage, then the Saints were able to beat him deep. I thought that was outstanding. And that was definitely a good switch there by the Saints offense. And again, that's something that I was really happy about when looking at This offense here, turnovers, the Saints obviously had the Drew Brees pick, which was just an awful throw. It was one of those just head-scratching moments from Drew Brees. We've seen it, you know, over the years. Sometimes shot players and, you know, a guy, a gunslinger like Brees sometimes is, he takes some chances that he probably shouldn't, and that was one that he was just trying to do too much. The Saints were down, and again, it did not end in a good result for him. But overall, I feel like besides that, the Saints did a good job to mitigate turnovers, You didn't get a defensive turnover, which, again, you probably should have had it with the Malcolm Jenkins dropped interception. But, again, that's something I think you will have to improve on down the line, especially if you're giving up the big play, you're going to have to make the big play. You know, it's it's either one or the two is going to stop. You're either going to not give up the big play, and then you don't need as many turnovers, or if you're going to give up big plays downfield, you got to make some big plays. you got to make some impact plays if you're giving up impact plays. And I felt like that's something that defense really hasn't done yet. I want to see more turnovers. I thought this team would have more turnovers, and it just hasn't been the case early in this season. First downs, the Saints won the first down battle here, 223-19. I think that goes along with the yards discussion. Being able to move the ball methodically downfield, I thought the Saints did a very, very good job at that. And then the last team stat we have here is in the red zone. And the Saints have had struggles here, and the Chargers continued that as they were 3-for-3. In red zone attempts for touchdown conversions, again, that's something that is a little nerve-wracking because everyone talks about the bend don't break, and that's a great skill to have, and right now the Saints do not have that. So they're going to have to improve on that. On offense, the Saints were two of three. The only non-touchdown conversion coming in overtime where they were able to kick the field goal, and that was enough to win the game. So I think overall the offense played a pretty good game on that front, especially in the red zone. And just one more stat that I wanted to bring up before we wrap up our notes segment here is the penalties. And the Saints are pretty good in penalties. I mean, not great because they were 5 of 60, which is not good. Five penalties for 60 yards, and that's something that you want to fix compared to the Chargers, who were only one penalty for 10 yards. 
So you obviously still see the difference there, but no pass interference penalties, which is good, but they were still giving up the big play through other avenues because it was the deep passes. I mean, no pass interferences, but they were still giving up completions downfield, and that's something that this team's going to have to fix because, again, the mistakes they made weren't because of penalties, but they were because of just getting burnt. Can't happen. And it just really, to me, cannot happen here for this team. And, again, penalties wasn't awful. I don't think it was great, but... If this defense is going to get better going forward, I mean, I think the secondary is probably the most improvement they're going to get out of. Because I feel like these just, to me, they're just bad mistakes because they're easy to fix, but the Saints just can't fix them right now. Which is something that, to me, is mind-numbing right now for this team. I mean, I feel like they're definitely getting more pressure, and I expect them to get more pressure once Davenport gets more healthy and Cameron Jordan gets a little more healthy. And I think that's all going to get better. The secondary, I mean, you hope that these easy mistakes can get fixed, but if they keep on mounting, again, it's going to be very, very difficult here for the Saints. But again, I feel like if the Saints want to you know, go to the promised land, win a Super Bowl, the secondary is going to have to improve big time. And again, that's something that I saw in this game for sure. Moving over to our intriguing matchup. So starting off with our first matchup in this one, that was Justin Herbert versus our defense. And I think that Herbert did play really good in this game. I mean, he was poised. He was throwing the ball deep. I mean, when things weren't going right for the Chargers for a little bit, he was able to kind of turn it around for them. And I think he has a really bright future. And Again, I feel like he played a really good game against the Saints defense. I think the Saints were able to get pressure, which I was happy about. And I said that was a big key to the game. Now, they ended up with three sacks. So, they didn't, like, completely control the game. But you definitely felt their presence. And, again, I know that the Chargers are coming in without three starting offensive linemen. But, again, you're liking this pressure here. And I think that Davenport really made a difference. I thought Cameron Jordan played a better game. I thought that Trey Hendrickson came up with another sack and a half. That's what you love to see. And I think Trey Hendrickson in that kind of third defensive end role is really solid. And I would really like to see him kind of excel in that role because I think he could have a really big season being that third rotational type defensive end here and just getting in the right positions because he does have a lot of skills. And if Dennis Allen and the Saints could really put him in the correct positions to succeed, I think that he could be a really good piece for the Saints this season. So I thought that was very, very good. But here the big thing is, for, you know, playing against Herbert was the secondary. Because we all know Herbert has a cannon of an arm, and he can bomb it downfield. And what were the biggest areas of the Saints' struggles? That was the deep ball. And why was it? Lattimore not playing at the top of his game, you know, missing coverages, one-on-one missing opportunities to make a big play, like that kind of last play to Mike Williams at the end of the game, that, you know, jump ball. Again, Williams comes down with it, and again, what does that show from Lattimore? Now, yes, that was a great catch. But if he's your star cornerback and the Saints are going to get ready to pay him a lot of money, he's got to play better. And it just seems like his motivation is just not there. There's just too many mental lapses. And sometimes, again, it's just looking at it like he's not totally there. Excuse me. But I feel like right now he's going to have to get better. And that's something that I really want to pencil in and circle in and we're going to obviously have a bye week episode, and that's one thing that I really want to see. I want to see Lattimore just play better, play more consistent, and I know he's capable of it. That's why I'm kind of being hard on him here, because I know he's capable of being that all-pro, that Pro Bowl-type player, and he just hasn't been here early 
in this season. I mean, same with Marcus Williams. It seems like on that big touchdown to Mike Williams, where he just ran wide open in this gaping hole, because it seems like when looking at the film over again, Nick Underhill tweeted it, it seems like that Williams was supposed to get over the top. So maybe it was a little on Patrick Robinson. Maybe he wasn't supposed to bite in as much. But Williams has to be playing over the top if that was the coverage. Now, we're not 100% sure on that, but it seems very likely. So the communication has to be better between Williams and really the rest of the defense. He looks flat-footed and just, again, I know I'm kind of ragging on the secondary, but these two guys, especially Williams and Lattimore, I mean, they're capable of just having this great play, and we just haven't seen it early in this season. And that's really what I wanted to talk about here with that Herbert matchup. So that is definitely something that I wanted to talk about there. Moving over to our second intriguing matchup, it was the Saints skill position group here against the banged up Chargers defense and especially their secondary here. And the Saints did a really good job, in my opinion, especially in that second half. I feel like the first half, they weren't really able to get open. And I feel like this has a little to do with Sean Payton, a little to do with Drew Brees, and I think a little to do with the wide receiving play and the tight end play and the running back play here. There were just, it seems like not a lot of open receivers for Drew Brees and whatever that was the case. Maybe it was from Brees missing guys. Maybe it was from Sean Payton's play calling. Maybe it was from the abilities from these skill position players. But it seems like they were really missing Michael Thomas here early in this game. But I feel like that last drive of the first half in that two minute drill, it just made things very simple. It was like, just okay. Let's just take what the defense gives us and let's march down the field. And that's exactly what they did. They got Emmanuel Sanders involved. They got Kamara involved. It seems like they were able to just start hitting a rhythm here. And then in the second half, it continued. They got Jared Cook involved with that big touchdown over the seam. I feel like Marquez Callaway stepped up. I feel like overall, this Saints skill position group played pretty solid. I mean, look, for that first half, for kind of that whole first quarter, and then basically up until the two-minute warning of the second quarter, they were non-existent, but really once that two-minute drill hit and the Saints were able to kind of get into a rhythm, I thought these guys played outstanding. And shout out Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, 12 catches, 122 yards. Those 12 catches was a career high for him. I think he just looked outstanding in this one, and we're going to talk about him later, but I thought that he had a great game here in this one. And then our last intriguing matchup was the Chargers rushing attack without Austin Eckler, Versus here at the Saints linemen and then also their linebackers here. When you look at it overall here for these two replacement backs with Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly for Eckler, I thought they did pretty well in this one. They had combined 100 yards rushing, no touchdowns, but Jackson did have a 36-yard run. I mean, it wasn't like the best thing ever, but I thought they did a serviceable job here. But I think the biggest thing is, besides that 36-yard run, especially on first down, the Saints were able to kind of keep the Chargers at 2nd and 10, 2nd and 9, 2nd and 8, 2nd and 11th. And especially later on in the game, I thought they did a really good job establishing that first down. And sometimes that was really integral to stopping the Chargers. And sometimes it didn't matter because they were giving up big plays anyway. But I feel like that was something that I really liked from this Saints rushing defense here. And again, you look at the stats, and I think they did pretty good. And especially as backups, I thought they did good. You had Jackson, who, you know, broke off a big run. And I think he overall did most of the positive running for the Chargers. But I again, I feel like it was kind of like a push. I feel like the Saints, for the most part, did a great job. You saw some big plays from the Chargers running backs. But 
you know, if you're going up against one of the best rushing defenses, you know, if you're the Chargers here with your backups in and you could still get 100 yards rushing, again, that is definitely very solid there. But in that fourth quarter, in that third quarter, second half, I think the Saints did do an admirable job at stopping the run. So before we get into our group-by-group recap, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Houdat Discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group recap, where we grade all of the Saints groups here from the quarterback all the way down to the special teams and coaching here. So we're going to start off here with Drew Brees and the quarterbacks. We're also going to talk about Taysom Hill. But I think overall, Brees did have a B-plus game. I think when looking at Brees' performance... In that first half, it was really, really shaky. And I've been a person that's been very positive about Breeze's play. I've been, you know, obviously definitely defending him here. And in this game, in the first half, I was like, this does not look good. It seemed like he was missing everything. It seemed like he was lost at times. That pick was just awful. And I was starting to lose faith. I mean, because it, like, it looked worse than week two. It looked worse than week three. It looked worse than week one. Like, that was the worst Breeze's played. And then it's like that two-minute drill just like wakes him up. And he's like, okay, I can do this. And he just goes boom, 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 touchdown. And that two-minute drill set the tone for the rest of the game. And thank God it happened because I don't think the Saints win without that two-minute drill. I mean, overall, he goes 33 of 47, 325, a touchdown interception. He also had a rushing touchdown as well. Again, I thought that he played above average, especially in that second half. He drilled the Saints down for the game-tying touchdown, the game-winning field goal. Again, when the clutch moments hit, Breeze is right there. Like, we saw Tom Brady with the Bucks, like, trying to drive down the field to win a game. He couldn't do it. Maybe that's with old age. Maybe his clutchness is just starting to deteriorate. That's not with Drew Breeze. In the two-minute drill, he's the best in the league. And, I'm, I'm like, I don't know who you'd really rather have. I mean, look, obviously the Patrick Mahomes of the world. But besides Patrick Mahomes and maybe Rodgers, I think Breeze is the best. Because, like, right now, I think overall, Breeze is, like, a top-ten quarterback. But... In that two-minute drill, I feel like the Saints score every single time. So, again, I feel like really when Breeze needs kind of a little of a push, maybe he's not playing so well, stagnant as he said, maybe just go into that two-minute offense because it seems like every time they're in it, they do score. So, again, that's really what I have for Drew Breeze. And now I want to talk about Taysom Hill because, again, he did have the touchdown. And I think that, again, I was really nervous for that play because, and I don't even blame it really on Taysom Hill. I blame it more on Sean Payton. Because, and I will never understand this, and I didn't understand it when Taysom was even playing at his best last season. You do not take Drew Brees out of the game, especially when he's starting to hit a rhythm for a Taysom Hill play that gains no yards, or it gets two yards, or he fumbled like he did in Green Bay. Like, it just makes no sense. I understand putting Taysom in for a spark plug, or trying to have him make a big play, But when you're just going to run him for two yards and just trying to do these power runs with him, they're not working Sean Payton. And I know Sean Payton's infatuation with Hill is definitely something that may bring back the Saints team. Because if Breeze is starting to get in a rhythm like he was yesterday and it was just like boom, boom, boom. Take that overtime drive. Breeze was surgically just tearing apart this Chargers defense. And then they bring in Taysom Hill. No, you throw Breeze back out there and let him just continue to go boom, 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 boom right down the field. And you probably don't even need that fourth down stand from Lattimore because the Saints would have scored a touchdown. And I know that Taysom scored the touchdown. And that was a really nice play call from Sean Payton. And again, like 
once out of every, like, 12 plays with Taysom Hill, again, you're getting those just gems of plays. Like, you had the one early in the season where he threw the, like, 40-yard pass to Kamara, and then you're able to sometimes, you know, get some big runs for him. But really, those have been far and few in between here. So, again, I understand why Sean Payton's doing it, especially, you know, when you need, like, in the red zone and you kind of need a spark, but... When Breeze is hitting his stride, it's happened twice this season now. Like, the first time, I'm like, okay, maybe Sean Payton's just feeling out. Now this is the second time. And it seems like it happens over and over again. And especially over the last few games, Taysom Hill just really hasn't been that same player. I mean, you look at what he's done over the past three games. He's been under center 11 plays, and he only has 23 rushing yards. He's 0-for-1 passing, and he also has that lost fumble here against the Packers that just cannot happen and then also he had a fumble that the Saints recovered last week against the Lions but again that is lackluster to say the least like that's a lot of negative play I feel like right now when Drew Brees is starting to hit his stride you gotta roll with him and that's something that Sean Payton's going to have to learn and I think Taysom Hill right now this has really been kind of a down few games for him I don't know if this is going to be the exception to the rule or the latter but right now I feel like With him, I feel like Sean Payton's going to have to find innovative ways to get him in the game. Or I'd rather see Breeze out there. I'd rather see, you know, the Saints surgically pick apart teams and looking from the big play from Taysom Hill. Because right now, like, people didn't want to call him a gadget player. And he really wasn't a gadget player before. But now he's kind of, looks like he's turning into that. Like, the Saints were using him perfectly at the end of last season. And that's just all went away. To me, it really makes no sense. I mean, I think he's really good as a pass catcher. He's good as a blocker. And then I feel like if you get him in kind of the right situations as a quarterback, he could succeed. But I think really, and it goes back to Sean Payton, I feel like the play calling is just not there. And that's something that to me is going to have to change, I feel, especially later in the season. And you get into crunch time, like real crunch time moments, not just for a week five game against the Chargers, when it goes into like playoff time and do or die, and you're putting in Taysom Hill and overtime. Again, that's something that I'd rather see my Hall of Famer out there. I'd rather see the ball in Alvin Kamara's hands. Like, again, that's what I'd rather see. And, you know, I'd ride or die with those guys. And, I mean, it makes it a much tougher pill to swallow if guys like Taysom Hill that, again, just aren't your star players. Now, he's a good player, especially when he's clicking, but he's not a star player for the Saints. You want to see the, you want to see your team to really ride or die with their best players. And I feel like sometimes Sean Payton just doesn't do that. So that is very puzzling. That's kind of my Taysom Hill rant. Definitely in the bye week episode where we just recap the first five weeks of the season, probably talk about it more. But that's really what I have to say. Overall, I feel like Breeze did play B-plus ball in this one. He had like the F start of the game, but then he played from that second half onward. I think he played like A-minus A ball. So that's where I get this B-plus grade. And he won the Saints the game. He manned an offense that scored 30 points once again. The last time I checked, 30 points is good enough to win in the NFL. So, again, that was, to me, really big there. Moving over to the skill position group here for the Saints, I'm going to give them a B-plus as well because really the same reasons as Breeze, I feel like in that first half of the the game, besides that two-minute drill, as I said in the intriguing matchups portion of the episode, it seems like they just weren't getting enough separation. And maybe that's the play calling. Maybe that's Breeze missing guys, as I was saying. But I feel like, look, the Saints were, first of all, looking at, I think, the wrong guys. Like, they really really weren't targeting Emmanuel Sanders. You really weren't targeting the Alvin Kamaras of the world. Like, your star players, the Saints weren't getting involved early in the game. And I really feel like that two-minute drill really put them in action. Because that second half, 
I mean, you had Sanders go off, you had Kamara go off, you had Cook with that long touchdown. I thought Marquise Callaway also played a good game. And then, like, Latavius Murray had a few really nice catches. He had two catches for 23 yards. And I feel like overall, this skill position group did play well once they got into a rhythm, once Breeze got into a rhythm, once Sean Payton got into a rhythm coaching and play calling. I feel like they did a wonderful job. I mean, the Saints really weren't able to run the ball, only 3.8 yards a carry and less than 100 yards rushing here. But I feel like, especially through the passing game, they did a really nice job. I mean, Kamara did have 4.1 yards a carry. Latavius Murray did have 4.3 yards a carry. Did have the Taysom Hill touchdown. You had the Breeze leap for a touchdown. I thought that was really good. But I feel like the Saints really didn't get a rhythm running the ball. So they did rely on the passing game in that second half. And they came through. And that's another reason why I want to talk about Drew Brees. I mean, look, the Saints relied on Drew Brees to put up 30 points in this game. And he got it done. So that just shows you that the Saints could still rely on the passing game and win a football game. So that's obviously really, really good for the Saints. But I thought overall the skill position groups, they were giving Brees open targets. You know, they were getting open. Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, his route running is surgical. It's so good. I mean... This guy, I mean, he was just really tearing it up here for the Saints, and they needed him, and he really looked like a number one receiver. And again, that's something that the Saints really need behind Michael Thomas. I mean, we've been talking about it for years, and it seems like the Saints finally have it. They got that number two receiver, that elite number two receiver beyond Michael Thomas. So that's obviously really big, and Sanders showed it. Like, his kind of chemistry with Drew Brees is there And he was the Saints' go-to receiver here for the second straight week. And I thought that he did a really good job in Michael Thomas's absence. And before we do move over to the offensive line and then the defense, I do want to quickly talk about Michael Thomas and the altercation that he did have with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because it seems like they got into a fight, punches were thrown, and that's why Thomas didn't play in this one. It wasn't because of the ankle injury. It was because team discipline. And it seems like it wasn't just for the fight. It was because Thomas just acted out of character and he acted out, you know, beyond the Saints limits and they they needed to suspend him. And I think that it's beyond just like showing a message because the Saints, you know, look, they do have a great locker room, but it's like, look, these are our rules. And if you break them, again, we're going to have to suspend you. And that's really what happened here. And I've been saying for a while, the Saints don't need Michael Thomas to win. I thought in the first half I was going to be wrong because it seemed like they did need Michael Thomas to win in this one. But... Again, I feel like the Saints in the second half really turned it on. Emmanuel Sanders played outstanding. And, I mean, definitely props to him because he probably thought he was going to go back to the number two receiver, you know, before Sunday. And then he's like, okay, I'm back to being the wide receiver one, excuse me. And he came through. So that's obviously really big. And, again, the Saints are going to need Michael Thomas going forward. They're going to need him after the bye. But they were able to escape this one with a win without their top receiver. So moving over to the offensive line here, I think that they played, I would say, above average. I'm going to give them a B-plus in this one. I feel like Joey Bosa, he got a lot of pressures, and look, he's a great player, so you kind of expect that from him. He was able to get his sack, and look, they did have a few guys that were able to get pressure beyond Bosa. I mean, you look at guys like Nuosu, who was able to get a sack in this one, a tackle for loss. And then also he had two QB hits. I mean, you had Limval Joseph who had a QB hit. So when looking at the Saints play here in this Monday night game on the offensive line, I thought that really they were up and down at times, but I think overall they were solid. You did see Nick Easton go down with an injury uh, concussion. So that's definitely something to look at going forward here in the next coming weeks. 
but I thought that Pete, I think he definitely made a few bad plays. He also made some really nice plays. So, again, it's kind of up and down for him. We're kind of used to that. I thought the tackles, you saw Tyron Armstead, excuse me, there get beat like once, but I think overall he played pretty solid. I thought Ryan Ramchek also played good. Again, I feel like maybe one moving down to a B because they were a little more up and down, but overall they were giving Breeze time to throw, and also Breeze made some outstanding plays to show that even at 41, he's definitely a little bit mobile and that he could kind of you know elude rushers. So I feel like right now that was really good for Breeze, but only got sacked twice. Again, I feel like, look, they definitely could play better. That's why I'm not going to give them an A, but I think BB+. Plus, they were definitely a little shaky at times, but in crunch time, they were able to give Breeze you know, enough time to really surgically just take apart this Chargers defense. So again, that's really what it was for the offensive line. Flipping it over to the defense, starting off with the defensive line. And I thought this group played the best out of the whole defense here. I thought you saw Cameron Jordan, who had 10 total tackles here. He had half a sack. He had three tackles for loss. He also had a QB hit. He played really good in this one. And you give it off to Cameron Jordan, who, again, I think he's getting there. I mean, I know he only had a half a sack, but I think he's getting back to his play. He His presence, excuse me, was definitely saw in this game. And again, I thought that he did a very good job. I thought Marcus Davenport, having him back is huge because it just gives you a lot more versatility on the defensive line. And I think we saw it. He was taking on double teams really good, getting pressure. I mean, I know he didn't end up with a sack, but he was really kind of that, you know, point guard, that assister that comes out and, you know, does a really good job dishing out here uh, sacks for other players like Trey Hendrickson, who had one and a half sacks. He had a really good game. You had Sheldon Rankins. He got on the board with a sack, two and a half tackles for loss as well. I thought that right now this defensive line, it hit its stride in this game and they looked really good. And again, it stinks that they gave up 27 points and it didn't look that good. When you look at, you know, the game and, you know, you see a lot of big plays, but I think overall they did a really good job and they definitely made their presence felt. They didn't dominate this game, but they made their presence felt. And I think that they definitely, you know, used last week as a launching pad and they did better this week. And I'm hoping that they use, you know, this game as a launching pad for next week. So again, it seems like they're trending in the right direction. Moving over to the linebackers, Demario Davis was definitely outstanding in this game. He was all over the place. To me, he was one of my standout defensive players because, again, he did have 10 tackles. He did have a half a tackle for loss, but he was just doing some great stuff. He had three QB hits. Overall, I think he played an outstanding game in this one because he was just everywhere, and he showed that he was the heart and soul of the Saints defense tonight, and like when the biggest plays needed to be made, he was there. So that was obviously really big. And you're looking at the other linebackers Anzalone I thought played okay and I think that kind of continues just his average play which when you do have Demario Davis you could definitely live with that so I think that was good and then you look at Zach Bond he did have three tackles in this one he actually made some nice plays so kudos to Zach Bond because he looked really good especially in the run defense here and probably you know he obviously didn't have a lot of snaps but he played pretty well in my mind so overall I'm gonna give the linebackers a B plus in this one I mean Demario Davis excuse me was outstanding but like Again, their impact wasn't, besides Mario Davis, wasn't huge. And obviously, when the Saints really only playing two linebackers most of the time, again, I think they played good, but they definitely didn't, like, you know, win the game for the Saints. Now, I mean, you definitely could give them an A- minus just based off of, you know, Demario Davis's A-plus play. And probably without Demario Davis, 
I could see the Saints probably not winning this game. So maybe you want to give him an A-, minus. but I think overall, I feel like besides Mario Davis, it was basically a wash here. So if you want to give him an A-, minus, that's fine. B-plus also. So I'm kind of right in that kind of like 90 out of 100 range here for the linebackers. And then the secondary, again, I feel like they were just bad tonight. I mean, C minus D, like every bad play for the Saints defense, I feel in this game was because of the secondary. And look, I mean, when you look at the end of that game, they almost lost this game for the Saints. I mean, it just seemed like it was going to happen again, where there was like 40 seconds left, a quarterback, a young quarterback was going to drive down the field and the defense really wouldn't cover and they wouldn't be really able to make that clutch play, and then the Saints would lose again. And it was the play to Mike Williams. I mean, last year it was the George Kittle play, and now this year it looked like it was going to be the Mike Williams play. And then lo and behold, look, you get a gift. You have Bagley missing that field goal, which definitely is going to be a you know huge godsend for the Saints, and that, may, that definitely was the luckiest play of the year for the Saints, but... Again, that was definitely something that made the, the blood pressure go way up because it felt like that ball was in the air forever. It was just like, you know, hit off, you know, the, the foot. It looked pretty good. And then it just was like fluttering towards the post, hits the post. And like, I thought it went in at first and then it just bounced out. It was like, it felt like an eternity. And I thought that was definitely, ooh, that was definitely a nerve wracking time. The end of that game was a nerve-wracking time. Really, the whole game, I really should say, especially after the Saints got down 20-3. to But, again, the secondary, especially at the end, did just enough. That's why you don't get an F, and I don't think they should be in the D either. I'm going to actually give them a C-. Lattimore making a clutch play, and probably his best play of the season here, to stop Mike Williams at the end of that game with a great tackle. But overall, I mean, this secondary was big play after big play. And, you know, when looking at... These stats, I mean, you you let Mike Williams, who's really a wide receiver too, you let him go off in this game for five catchers, 120, uh, 109 yards, excuse me, and a touchdown. You have Jalen Guyton, who had one catch for 49 yards, so obviously the deep ball, you know, the Saints gave one up to him. Keenan Allen went out of this game early, but did catch a touchdown. You have Hunter Henry, who caught a touchdown. I mean, it just felt like so many big plays here for the Chargers, and you know, when looking at what the Saints were doing here, really the Chargers only had one drive where it was a sustained long drive and they marched down the field. Every other score for the Chargers was just off of a big play. And that's something that, again, the Saints are going to have to get better at. And I know the Chargers offense is predicated on the big play. But again, that's something that you just have to get better at. Because when you're looking at these drives, they were very, very quick for the most part. I mean, and that's something that, again, you want to see better. You know, you have the four-play drive for the touchdown, and then you go back further, and then you have, obviously, the big play after the flag, the roughing the kicker. I feel like that's another one where it's just like, again, like you have to, you know, really help yourself at some point and, you know, make a play here. And then, obviously, you would just have the quick score off the turnover, so it wasn't really like long sustained drives, which is really why I think for the most part, this defense didn't play awful. It was just those big plays and big plays will kill you. And I think that defending big plays, it's kind of like boom or bust. Most of the time you could defend them and, you know, it's really a non-issue. But, you know, if you can hit four big plays, that's a ton. And the Saints are going to have to stop that. And really, when you look at these plays, a lot of them were mental errors. So again, I feel like if the Saints could just really mitigate these mental errors they will be fine but 
you know, as every game goes on, the mental errors continue. So they're going to have to get better here. But again, that's kind of another little rant here on the secondary. But I think overall, look, they did good enough to win. Obviously, the Saints won because of a gift. But, you know, you'll take that. And uh, look, Saints going forward in this bye week, the mental errors have to be number one. Got to stop them, whether it's penalties or just giving them the deep ball in general. It has to stop. And then finally, the special teams and coaching. Again, I thought special teams played really good in this game. You know, I thought they played outstanding. Thomas Morstead was punting the ball great. And then shout out to Marquise Callaway. I thought he played outstanding in this game. And then again, Will Lutz making clutch kick after clutch kick here for the Saints. And especially when you look at Bagley, who missed an extra point, and then also missed the game-winning field goal, you, the Saints are just so lucky that to have Lutz. And again, I think that right now, when you don't have to worry about your kicker and punter, that is a huge plus. And I mean, look, this game probably rided and died on the Chargers' lack of special teams play. So the Saints really having solid play really helped out You know that point here for the team. And then coaching, I feel like, look... I'm not going to give them above a B. I'm going to give them a B minus. The second half, they did them outstanding. I felt like the adjustments in this game were very, very good, but they just came out the gate so flat. And that's something that has to be changed. You can't come out of the gate at a 20 to 3 deficit or like last week, a 14 to nothing deficit. It's going to be really hard to, you know, beat the better teams like that. Like the Chargers, they're 1 and 4. The Lions are 1 and 3. So again, maybe against those types of teams, you could come back, but play the Chiefs. Play teams like the Packers. The Saints won't be able to get behind, and they have to play better in that situation. So, again, I do feel like the Saints coaching staff coming into this game, it looked like the Saints were not prepared, but the adjustments were really good. And especially in that second half, I thought that both the offense and the defense played a lot better because I thought the defense in in the second half, really besides that big play to Mike Williams, they played pretty good in this one. And obviously at the end of the game, they made a clutch play. And just one more point before I wrap up the show, because I know, you know, we're getting on to like 40 minutes here. I mean, I do feel like this game, especially at the end of the game, like the Saints end of game formulas usually is like Breeze going down the field, scoring a touchdown and the defense can you just hold enough. And I feel like this year, Breeze is going to get you down the field. He's going to give you that 30 to 27 lead, but the defense is going to have to come up with a clutch play, not just to give up a field goal, but to stop them completely. And they were able to do that. In this game, which I thought was really big, to me it was a symbol. It was like everyone said coming into the year, like it had to be both the Saints offense and the Saints defense. And like that final, you know, two drives, you had, you know, just enough on offense to kick the field goal, and you had just enough on defense to stop them on four down. So overall, the Saints got the win. I'm gonna leave you guys on that, as that's all I have in store for you guys on this episode. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter, you could follow the podcast at the Houdat Dis. You could follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. Then on Instagram, you could follow the podcast at Houdat Discussion. Also, you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. We're on all of those sites especially on iTunes, leave that five-star review. That would be really, really helpful for me in growing the podcast. But again, good win for the Saints. Again, it was ugly, but every win's a good win. And you'd much rather be three and two than two and three. And you're hoping that these last two wins can catapult the Saints with some momentum into the bye. And then really this next three-game stretch for the Saints, you got the Panthers who are coming in hot. Then you got the Bears, and then you got the Bucks. I think if the Saints win all three of those games, they are in great shape here in 2020. 
But that does wrap up our show. So I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who dat?